Hi everyone, Jason here. On May the 14th, Stephen and myself will be appearing with the one and only Mark Lewison at the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary, Dublin. We're going to be celebrating 60 years of a hard day's night and we would love you to join us. For tickets, go to paviliontheatre.ie or nothingisrealpod.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Nothing Is Real, a podcast about the Beatles. Everybody thinks they know the Beatles, but how much do we really know? My name is Jason Carty. My name is Stephen Cockcroft. <laughs> and we're live on tape from Christmas. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. We're sitting by the Nothing Is Real fire. Uh, what's that you're drinking, Stephen? Uh, it's my mulled wine. Mulled wine. And, I, a, hot, and a hot mince pie. And I've just uh, I've just lit a, a lovely cigar. It's very relaxing. And, uh, you know, it's live on Christmas Day that we're joining you. And we trust that you've put your families to one side and... Um, you know, are joining us on our annual review of uh, the Beatles. And this time we're looking at uh, 2021, Stephen. Yes, it doesn't seem hardly a decade <laughs> since 2020. Um, and obviously this this podcast, we listen to at any time. Maybe you're doing one of those post-Christmas walks, but really Christmas Day is the day to, to ingest all of this. And uh, once again, I'll start with the question, was it a good year to be a Beatles fan, Stephen? I think it had highs and lows, but I think every year is a good year to be a Beatles fan. This was the upper end of the scale, like like uh, like making a list of all the general headlines of things that have happened this year. Uh, there has been a lot of them, and we've you know we'll get on to later on how the year has kind of ended with just everybody's talking about the Beatles, which is how it should be. Uh, let's have a little look. I think we should start our review of 2021 by looking at the Beatle who has put out the most new music this year. Let's hear it for Team. Ringo Starr. Team Ringo. We do like Team Ringo. Well, we do like Team Ringo. And Ringo, uh, this time last year, he had just put out the track Here's to the Nights, which at the end of 2020 was him. And, uh, you know, Paul was in the video and it was this big kind of arms around each other the song. We were told that Ringo no longer releases albums. He releases EPs, Steve. Yes. Yes. I think that's a good idea. I think hmm. that's a good idea. I mean, Ringo has put out as much in terms of studio material this century as Paul. But he doesn't kind of get the credit or he doesn't get the publicity that he might, you know. And I think all those albums are good, solid albums. They have one or two excellent tracks, one or two not so excellent tracks, but generally they're all worth exploring. But I think I think the EP is a format for Ringo in the 21st century. I think I think it's really nice. He's put out two EPs this year. In March, he put out the Zoom In EP, and that had the the track "Here's to the Nights" that came out at the end of last year. That was a five track EP. "Here's to the Nights," "Zoom In," "Zoom Out," "Teach Me to Tango," "Waiting for the Tide to Turn," "Not Enough Love in the World." Pretty solid EP, actually. I yeah. thought when I listened Very to it. Very good. Yep. And then in um, uh, later in the year, he put out a second EP called "Change the World." Just a four track EP. Let's change the world just that way. Coming undone and 
Rock Around the Clock and two of those tracks, Let's Change the World and Rock Around the Clock, got Ringo videos made, which are always entertaining to see. Always, they were very entertaining. You know, Rock Around (laughs) the Clock was, you know, a really entertaining video. It was a really fun thing because he's behind the drum kit. Yes, uh, and, and you can tell he's behind the drum kit and the Change the World EP, uh, it got to number 51 in Austria, which is important to know. <laughs> That's obviously where the fan base is, is, is these days. Um, and to be honest with you, I think I paid more attention to them than I have the last Ringo album or, or two, which is kind of your point exactly. If I get yeah. a little four-track burst of Ringo, I'll, I'll throw that on Spotify. I'll have a listen. That, that, that's great. You know, I don't feel I have to set aside any <laughs> sitting down or concentration time. Yeah, for I, yeah I think that is, the, the, these are perfectly uh, digestible, bite-sized Ringo. Hmm. And I think as, as Beatles fans, we're used to our bite-sized Ringo on any yeah. Beatles album. So this is just bite-sized Ringo for the world at large. So yeah, Zoom In and Change the World, two very entertaining uh, Ringo EPs. That's the, that's, that's the most new music we've gotten out of any Beatle really this yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. And, um, and what I'd say is, you know, he's 81 years old and he looks great. I mean, he looks he looks well, great. You know, money's a great moisturizer, Stephen. There but... was there was a little bit of speculation uh, over on the Facebook page. You know, had he had some work done? But I think the general consensus was no. He hasn't had any work done. He's um, definitely dying his hair and beard. That's not a crime. Yes, that's not a crime. That's not. A um, crime. He's wearing glasses. That covers that covers a uh, that covers a couple of sins. That's the Jeff Lynn beauty tip. You know, wear your sunglasses all the time. Yeah. Um, and his, but if you look at the two covers for Zoom In and Change the World, he's obviously growing his hair, growing his beard. He's letting it all hang out. You know, he's had a bit of a psychedelic revolution, maybe staying at home in 2021. Um, he turned, as you said, 81 on the 7th of the 7th, which is his birthday. And he did the usual peace and bloody love all around the world getting out all out and um, but he has some other bits and pieces announced he has announced not one but two books this year so yes. there's a yeah there's there there's the ringa rocks 30 years of the all-stars book which i think has been a bit delayed is it no i have that book you have it all oh, apart i have me. that book I, I, I have and that book. it came out a while ago it's a very nice book it's a coffee table book it's full of lots and lots and lots and lots of photographs <laughs> of uh, the all-star band over the years but also little kind of amusing captions from ringo it's you know it's not much to read in it um yeah. but it's a nice kind of glossy coffee table book and uh, because you know the benefit of doing this podcast on christmas day and waiting until we've opened the presents to sit down and chat so we can get in some last minute bits of news. The second book from Ringo Starr that's been announced, which is coming out next year, is called Lifted. Yes. What's that about? It's not a tribute to the Lighthouse family, I don't think. No. no. And, And I mean, in Ireland, of course, Lifted means arrested. So you kind of think, yes. you know, has he been arrested? I haven't but... been arrested, so I wouldn't know that myself personally. I'm a, lo- I'm a lawyer, you know, so I have been arrested. No, 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 I haven't been arrested. Uh, yes, this is this is an odd sounding thing, but it's for charity. So that's all to the good. Um, Lotus Foundation. That's David Lynch's thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes, I think mm. so. So he uh, describes this as uh, anecdotes or sort of photographs that he has lifted from the Internet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Ringo had put out a couple of photography books himself uh, on the Genesis imprint. Nice people at Genesis, please. Please send, send us some stuff. Some Thank stuff. you. Um, <laughs> another year goes by without a free Genesis yeah. book. Um, but th- th- this seems to be he has taken photographs, presumably in the public domain, Ringo. Yeah. Um, and just added little captions and anecdotes. And uh, there's a signed version at about $500 that... Um, 
you know, benefits charity, and then a more affordable unsigned uh, uh, version at fifty nine dollars. So okay. I, might, I might be tempted by that. I think I think it's got a very pleasing kind of cover design. It's nice and. Uh, as if to build on the 30 years of the All-Star Band, he's announced that he's touring in 2022, the year of his 82nd birthday. Is he coming to uh, Ireland? Uh, apparently not. It all seems to be North American at this yeah. point. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd be there in a heartbeat. You're saying it's a road trip to North America? I think it might be, yes. Now, I don't know. Uh, geez. Have you ever, you, you've seen the role, you've seen the All-Star Band? I saw, I saw his one Dublin show. And I, uh, which was what, 98, I think it was, uh, 97, 98. And my, I know we've t- touched upon this before, but I, 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 I sometimes uh, wish that I had had mobile phones at gigs before the mobile phone yes. era. I wish there were certain, I wish I had a little 30 second snippet of a Ringo gig or 30 second snippet of one or two other shows, but particularly that Ringo gig, because I know I was there, I know I saw it, but you had to remind me who was on that bill. And uh, the fact that it was Jack Bruce and Peter Frampton and all the rest, that kind of stuff had uh, slipped from my mind. Yeah, Gary, Gary Brooker and uh, Andy mm. Kirk from Free. Do you not remember them playing All Right Now? I, I, I don't. What day is it? Where am I? You, I were, you were only six or seven years old. You could <laughs> be expected. I was very, very, no, I wasn't very young. I was, I was in college, I think, at the time. So, um, so, yeah, but he is touring. And if he does tour again, he's a great night out. He, he'll do all his hits. And the All-Star Band is this perfect cover where... Oh, well, Ringo, you know, he has that core kind of 10 tracks and the other 10 tracks are somebody else. Yes, he'll, he'll do all the hits you want to hear. What goes hmm. on? I would take a live version of What Goes On. There I you go. Mind that. There you I, go. I, I, okay. I'll buy you that live Ringo album for you. I would uh, not walk out if that happens. So Ringo Starr from a, you know, activity point of view, uh, 2021, uh, with all the challenges that 2021 has thrown, I think we'd give him a very solid... Are we reviewing this? I don't know. Four out of five. What the hell's going on? Are we giving, are we giving, yeah, I'd say eight out of 10 for Ringo. Okay. Good old Ringo. So who could possibly outstretch Ringo? Is there anybody in the Beatles who this year has put out three books, one remixed album, one remastered album, spoken word appearance, a six part TV series, an exhibition at the British library, numerous articles, and uh, has also under, underscored uh, supporting all the Beatles stuff. Who are we talking about? This is the chap that did the interview with Bob Mortimer. This is the, yes. So Paul Bob Whitehouse, Mortimer's, Paul Whitehouse. <laughs> Bob Mortimer's number one uh, interviewee, uh, Paul Macca McCartney, who has amusingly had quite a busy um, uh, 2021. And when we did this last year, uh, if memory serves, um, uh, McCartney 3 had come out and we were predicting uh, whether it was number one or not because it was about to be announced on Christmas Day. Yeah. And in, in the last year, so technically since last Christmas, he started last Christmas Day by entering the charts at number one in the UK, something he has longed for for a long, long time. Yes. He, well, you know, which which colour of album made it to number one? I, I well, all the colours. I only bought a classic black vinyl. There was definitely a bit of... Um, I, I bought the red messin. one. There was oh, okay. what, what, what we call in the legal circles shenanigans. There was definitely <laughs> shenanigans going on. There, there was high high jinks going on. Um, yeah, the 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 like there, there's a bit of chat online. Um, Billy Bell, friend of the show who follows us on Twitter, has been pushing the notion. I fully support it that uh, McCartney Three is a Christmas album. 
really just because it came out at Christmas at least is this is the you know Die Hard being a Christmas film or well Die Hard does have Let It Snow and Christmas decorations yeah. and Christmas trees in it um, I don't know I think because I do associate it with you know coming out on the 18th of December last year getting ready for Christmas but Long-Tailed Winter Bird it has a sort of isolationist quality to it the album which I think serves for cold winter nights I think I can see that I can see the kind of uh, winter theme Mm. Um, substituting for Christmas. You know, it's a winter solstice album. Okay, if you, if winter you solstice. If you will. I remember the winter solstice. That was four days ago, Stephen. Yes, seems like, a life, days seems, ago. seems like a lifetime. <laughs> because now it's Christmas Day. Um, yeah, so he started the year at number one and Paul's Twitter feed very kindly put out a list of all the things he has done, which uh, was quite amusing, I thought, where he says, oh, 2021 started with a bang at number one. His first number one album in the UK since Flowers in the Dirt in 1989. Number two. Sorry, in... sorry, 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 sorry. Did, did he actually say that? This is my first number one album since 1989. No, he did not I say that. The actual Twitter feed said, said um, Paul's Twitter feed has been kind of going out month by month. Basically, there's been a McCartney activity every month. 2021 started with a bang and a rocking soundtrack with Paul's latest studio album taking the number one spot in the UK charts and number two in the Billboard Top 100. And although we're joking about all the multicolored details and doohickeys and all the rest, Christmas week is probably, if not the week before Christmas week, are the two biggest selling weeks of the year. So, you know, kudos to, you know, not taking the easy way out and sticking it out in January on a soft week. Um so McCartney 3 is how he started the year. Uh, Ram got a, a 50th anniversary half-speed vinyl remastered Abbey Road version. Did you buy one of those? I, I did. I haven't opened it. Okay. So it's we my, cannot my attest for the... <laughs> right. You're not expecting a big pension, no? Okay. No. Um, so that came out in half. I, I have to admit, I, I, I couldn't really justify the 50-odd quid, so I did not buy a half-speed remastered RAM. But you'll be holding out for the half-speed remastered Wildlife. Wildlife. Half-speed remastered. Yes, it is. This month is the 50th anniversary of Wild Life, but that is and, not coming out and, on vinyl till next year. And the concert for Bangladesh uh, uh, no, album. You, no, I mean you've got you've got your pre-order in for that, have you? I would buy a copy of Wildlife. Yeah, I don't. You see, I have a nice final copy of Ram already. I don't have a decent final copy of. Um, did you not? Of, did, you not uh, buy, did you not buy a copy of Wildlife in Dragon Records in Belfast? I did, but it's very, very old. It's a bit pre-loved, so to speak. Oh, I, I see. Think it was, right. I think it was about three quid. Um, so, so that's my excuse. Um, then as the year progressed, Paul appeared on a set of stamps. That was important. Um, 12 iconic stamps from album covers and studio photography. And then uh, Paul put out three books this year. The first was um, Linda McCartney's uh, cookbook called Linda's Family Kitchen, which was technically a co-write with Paul, Mary and Stella with 90 delicious plant-based recipes for the modern day cook. Well, Okay. <laughs> um, then uh, we had in July we got the physical release of something that was released digitally in March which was the Three Imagined album which was McCartney 3 I, I think I initially thought this was going to be an all covers album because we got that amazing amazing version of The Kiss of Venus by Dominic Fike which I think is I thought you were going to lead with the Idris Elba remix of uh <laughs> Yeah, geez, Idris Elba. Idris Elba is like some guy just elbowing his way into a picture. You know, he just kind Idris of got an Elbo. in with McCartney. Idris Elba. Hey, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. That's true. He's Idris Elba. Maybe that we could change the verb to, to Idris Elba yourself into a situation <laughs> just by 
you know, star power and proximity. When was it? Must have been last Christmas then that the fabulous Idris Elba interview yeah. came out, and they re, yeah. re, re, repeated that. Strangely, uh, yeah, it was Paul McCartney night on BBC Two last yeah. month, and they repeated that as part of it. And I watched it again, and I really thought. Oh man, this is like I've seen, you know, more softballs than a play area, you know? This is this is it was shocking. I mean, at one point I thought, God bless him, Paul started interviewing himself. I mean, you could see that <laughs> Paul realized yeah. just how bad this was going, I think. And he did just start interviewing himself. And when Idris Elba is kind of grinning at him, talking about condensed milk sandwiches, like some kind of, you know, Tiswas throwback. And Paul's like, Yep, yeah, yeah, I used to eat condensed milk sandwiches. Yeah, it's not great. No. <laughs> no, he made made uh, Chris Farley look like David Frost. Yes, it was exactly like the Chris. It was, yeah, the Chris Farley interview was very reminiscent of what was going on. But the three imagined, uh, in the end, it's kind of half remix, half tweaks. But um, you know, the first thing we heard of that was the Dominic Fike "Kiss of Venus" single, which Paul has a little appearance in, which I thought was great. I no? have to say, I thought that's that was brilliant. I I never yeah. heard I never heard of Young Dominic before, but. Um, very impressed. Yeah. Can't say I had either. He did. And he did do live appearances. Like I thought when I first heard it, this is amazing. This is going to be a massive hit. It was not a massive hit. Yeah. Um, and he did premiere appear on that. Uh, there's a, a great live performance of the song on James Corden. I know you're allergic, uh, but there's a great live appearance from James Corden. And then when the album itself came out in July, we got the Find My Way video with Beck. Um, and I think that's another great version. It is a great version. And uh, I have to say we predicted this. In yes. our review, in our, our midnight listening to the album, we concluded this sounds like Beck. And obviously, McCartney thought so too. Those guys, he, he heard us, thought those guys are right. I'm going to call Beck up and get him to tweak this. And if you haven't seen the Find My Way video, um, it's a uh, 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 Paul AI'd onto the face of a body of a dancer kind of thing. It's, 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 a, it's it, interesting. I thought it looked like the Paul from Beatlemania. I didn't think it looked like uh, from the 70s. I didn't didn't think it looked like Paul particularly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a bit kind of, yeah, it kind of had that sort of slightly fake look, but I still thought it was nicely done. It was nicely done. And, you know, it's nice that Paul's turning up in, in, in his these videos doing little cameos. Well, he is. Yeah, you do see him walking in the background. So mm. This guy's dancing down in like a hotel corridor and Paul just goes across the back. It reminded me of uh, the the scene in Yellow Submarine, the cartoon where they oh yeah run in and yeah, out of doorways and yeah when, when nothing's happening. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Um, the, there's a couple of nice bits and pieces on the album. Um, I liked uh, Phoebe Bridgers's track. I liked. Uh, I thought um, what's his name, Josh Arm, does a funny lavatory lil. It's it's not a bad um, it's not a bad uh, comp. I know the Josh Holm uh, 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 track, but otherwise I. Have not heard it. Passed you by. Oh, it passed me no. by. I mean, if it, if it's a, if it was a nice video, you know. <laughs> thank you, Dominic. It's... Thank you, back. Uh, you know. Well, I have to admit, like it's it's again, it's a very expensive piece of it's double very vinyl. Expensive. It's about forty-five quid. Very so expensive. Came came in. How many editions of this? This you know. Oh, I don't know. There was, was there only one. I think was there was there more no, than was there one? Not okay. some recent one pressed up in some different color by Third Man. Oh that, no, that was just the original three oh. was repressed again, and as a third man, I would I would say three imagined is definitely worth asking your speaker in the kitchen to play it while you're doing something else. An excellent way to pass an hour if if you have a speaker in your kitchen, which seems to be the vogue these days. Computer, play. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's listening, I wonder could we set if somebody was listening to us on a speaker, could we set it off by saying, "Hey Siri, play Three Imagined" by Paul McCartney? 
and we'll just see what happens with that. Um, <laughs> that's just a that's just a technological experiment. And the other thing that happened in the summer, almost as a precursor to get back, was a six part series with the very very serious and worthy. Uh, he's made of wood and leather, Rick Rubin. Yeah, he doesn't own trousers. <laughs> Well, you say that, that, that that's like a bad thing. Did you watch uh, McCartney 321 on Disney Plus? Eventually, eventually. Okay. It took me a while uh, because I, I, you know, I didn't have Disney Plus, but I knew there was other, <laughs> there, I knew there were other reasons to be subscribing to Disney Plus that were coming. So I mm. thought I'd better subscribe six months early just to uh, make sure it works. Um, yeah, yeah, I did watch it. It was okay. It was okay. I find... Um, it was nice. I, I, Rick Rubin is someone who I'm not denying the fact that he's been connected to some great music and all the rest, but you know, sometimes his worthiness is, is he, you know, he's not, um, I can't attest to his qualities as a producer, but he knows how to blow smoke. That's what somebody said. <laughs> I think it that was sounds me. right. Uh, he's I thought I thought the show was a, an entertaining watch my favorite bits were when he was not talking about Beatles songs yes. I really wanted him to talk about McCartney solo stuff so when he's doing check my machine or something like that I'm like fantastic really really interesting yes I, I, I agree with you I think I think this is shall we say the trouble with Paul McCartney for me is that he is just becoming increasingly Beatles centric I mean and I mm. know that People want to hear about the Beatles, and I know that there are new people coming up and new generations coming up, but I think it is such a shame that Paul seems now to be closing off areas of his own solo catalogue. You know, yeah. um, you know, we'll come on to maybe another example of that. What I would say, we talked at the time, you know, who is this for? Who, who, who mm. is this series aimed at? And um, it's aimed at my nephew. No, tell me more. Why? What, 10 or 11. He and he thinks yeah. this is great. He, you know, and, and uh, my sister was watching it and he's been watching it and they've all been watching that other Beatles movie thing that came yeah. out that we'll talk about. Um, so I think it is, you know, it's not aimed for boring, cynical old people like me or to a certain extent you. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, I, I, I think it is aimed at, at, at people that uh, don't have a Beatles podcast. <laughs> yes, and uh, what I what I what I, what I found interesting about it was, uh, you, you know, I, I was wondering where the show came from, and I, I do find it amusing that basically, uh, Ruben kind of reeled McCartney in, saying, "I want to talk about you as a musician, you as a bass player," and um, you know, McCartney gave him a day, and they recorded most of this in a day, and at the end of the day, McCartney said, "I had quite a good time." want to do some more tomorrow and they recorded the guts of a second day so the whole thing was shot over two days and then edited into you know three hours you know six half hours uh of, of television but you know it, it all seems to have been done in the editing room that you know the tapes were sent over to Ruben and Ruben just captured what he could and then when he got the chance to a second day did a second day as well um so maybe part of the reason for that that it was more Beatles centric is that you know the the Beatles stuff is well catalogued I'm, I'm just purely guessing yeah. here and that maybe McCartney's archive isn't quite as you know ready to be moved or transported or looked at I don't know that's just a that's just a very wild guess I my, my probably more obvious answer is that people just prefer the, the Beatles stories well, the, the, the final thing I would say uh, is my favorite bit was when um, um, Ruben was congratulating Paul on his great bass line for Maxwell Silverhammer. 
Yes. Which was played by George. <laughs> so even even all these people don't know the truth. Did Paul know the truth? No, Paul was like, yeah, I guess that's a pretty good baseline. Paul, like, why should he know? Yeah, I suppose. Paul then put out another book, which was Grand Dude's Green Submarine, which had... <laughs> you sounded so resa- Paul put out another book. I was like, oh, book. it's just oh, hey, another Grand book. Dude. Uh, yeah, Grand Dude. And did, you, did, you know you, who, did you buy I, that? No, I did not buy Grand Dude's Green I bought, Submarine. I, I bought the first one. I bought the first one too, and it's very sweet and kind. And the second one passed me by. The second one has Nandude in it, which is very exciting. Oh, um, yes, and it's Nandude's Green, Grand Dude's Green Submarine. But probably the most important book that he put out, it was all just a warm up for November 21, uh, 2021, and the release of The Lyrics, a career spanning book recounting his life through the prism of 154 songs um, with uh, Paul Muldoon, Muldoon, the poet. And this is a significant book. This is a very significant book. I I had no great expectations for this book because I thought, mm. you know, we've got many years from now and I thought this will just be a trot through the same anecdotes and, uh, you know, it won't be that great. But actually, this is a fantastic book. And yeah, I mean, weirdly, weirdly, the, the least interesting aspect, aspect of this book for me are the lyrics because they're just typed, mm. typed out. You know, um, I, I was expecting it to be handwritten. Like the George uh, I Me Mind book where they're sort of handwritten notes. But the lyrics are actually, you, you know, I'm not sure why anyone would particularly read the lyrics, but um, the photographs in this book are spectacular and quite a lot of the, you know, there's quite a lot of commentary that we've heard before and stories that we've heard before, but there is some new stuff and there are sort of new angles uh, mm. on it. And I, it, it, I would thoroughly recommend this book. It's, it's been interesting the last couple of weeks to see how prominent it has been in bookshops, you know, yes. that it, it is a, uh, like it's about 55 euro in Dublin bookshops. And it's, uh, it's, it seems to be a significant doorstop of a gift. <laughs> Well, it, it was Waterstones gave it book of the year or something. And yeah. um, I mean, clearly it's not the book of the year, mm. um, but it's it's a fantastic piece of marketing uh, by Waterstones <laughs> and by Paul McCartney. You know, of course, Waterstones are going to drive people into their shop to buy this book uh, because it's Paul McCartney. It's got all of this publicity. He did a live event at the uh, festival hall that we had tickets for and um <laughs> well, that's uh, his only live ticketed event this yeah. year and and we uh, had and we had tickets that we had tickets to go this is true we did have tickets to go but you know neither of us n- neither of us could make it so um yeah yeah Yes. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he that, that, that was his public, uh, one kind of public appearance. He didn't pick, break, break out a guitar or sing any songs. No. Um, and again, I was disappointed by that for the same reason as, as we were talking about earlier with the Rick Rubin. It was, it was completely focused on the Beatles and there was, you know, no mention of his solo career, no mention of Linda. Yeah, uh, who, you know, at least on paper, co-wrote some of these songs with him. Uh, it was very strange. And what, what the aspect of it that I, I liked was Paul Muldoon. And I would I mm-hmm. would like them to do a Rick Rubin style <laughs> chat with Paul and Paul Muldoon. 
you know, yeah. in the Rick Rubin role. I think that would be fascinating. I, 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 I was sad because I paid for the live stream of that interview and yeah, it was very Beatles centric and it was a pity they didn't because I think if you look at Paul's lyrics, there is a shift in the 70s where, mm. you know, there's there's really intensely personal lyrics written for the first time that are mixed in with kind of more nonsensical songs. And then his 21st century music starts to get riddled with these kind of retrospective songs, yeah. which I think is interesting. And uh, so, I, you know, that's a thread I would love to have for that. But in conjunction with all of this, there was an exhibition which is running at the British Library until the 13th of March 2022. Who knows? By trying to travel and get to that, travel's all a bit crazy again. I'm supposed to be in London at the end of February, I think, uh, to see oh. the music of Cream. Really? It's, My God, it's, that's bookending the, uh, the yes, COVID era. Yes, it's, uh, yes, it's, <laughs> it's uh, Kofi Baker's band. Uh, so it's like, uh, you know, going to see Eric Clapton without having to see Eric Clapton. Which is the way to see Eric Clapton. And uh, amongst all this, Paul's publicity machine got cranked up. He did a very significant interview with David Remnick in The New Yorker, where he called mm. the Rolling Stones just a blues covers band, which made me laugh. What I would say, what I would say <laughs> is, you know, um, it, this starts with uh, Paul saying, you know, ah, for 50 years, I've been blamed by the world for breaking up the Beatles and that became that became a headline story in the newspapers it was on it was on BBC News I was on yep. five live talking about this correct yes it you were. was it was it was nuts I was on Radio Ulster talking about this uh, which is equally nuts um, <laughs> I was not asked on any radio shows but that's fine that's fine that's what we call understandable <laughs> um, but it was this is this is uh, this is a perfect example of Paul, you, you know, and his his mastery of the media. So yeah, so hundred percent. So suddenly, you know, he's got this book coming out, and the next thing he's you know uh, get back is coming out, and he's suddenly uh, front and center. Then there there was some story went whizzing around when the book came out about Paul claimed that he had written. Uh, a day in the life or had contributed more than 50% of day in the life or some some nonsensical story that really didn't seem to have any substance to it. Mm. Um, so he's he's fantastic at, at, at manipulating the media, working the media perhaps is better. It, it's very, yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah, he's he's really, uh, he's really gotten around. No uh, live dates or anything uh, this year, no live dates announced, nothing on the no. horizon. I, I kind of hoped there was some kind of opening up later in the year that he might do one of those last minute 10 days blitzes through the UK and Ireland, but that was not to be. You think 10, 10 nights at the three arena in Dublin? He has form for, you know, six weeks out, putting tickets out and just doing some, you know, two, he's done that two or three times in the last couple of years. Can I make a prediction for 2022? Go on. I don't think Paul's going to tour again. Ever. Ever. Is that a prediction? I think, I don't know, actually. I think if he does tour again, um, it'll be massive. I think it'll be like stadiums, massive, massive shows, and that'll be it. The The interesting revelation in the New Yorker story was that he wears a hearing aid, which perhaps shouldn't be uh, that unusual, but it was just a kind of a, a little aside that was left in. I Yes, I thought that was apparent when he was being interviewed by Bob Mortimer. 
Okay. I thought, uh, you know, if you if you wear two hearing aids, it sort of distorts the sound of your own voice to you. Okay. And I, and I thought the way he was speaking indicated maybe some of the, that that wasn't used to wearing hearing aids, perhaps. Or, um, mm. but uh, you know, if he tours, is you think big stadiums like an Elton John three year? This is not it, even goodbye. a three year thing. But I think that, like, if if you imagine a scenario, if you know, in the last month with Get Back, if somebody had said Paul McCartney next year, you know, 40 to 50,000 seizure stadiums across Europe, mm. people, people, people are hungry to get out. They're hungry to get to gigs and they're hungry to acknowledge people from Paul's era. Yeah. I think, you know, now is the time. I, I mean, I can see that and I can see the temptation. If he does that, I really hope what he does is one gig a month. You know that he mm. he gives himself time to mm. recover one one gig after another. I mean, Dylan is out there touring and is getting rave reviews, and what everybody is saying is his voice is great um, because he's he's basically been touring forever, and he had an enforced layoff of fourteen, yeah. fifteen, fifteen months, so his voice has benefited from that. Um, you, you know, I'm not sure that Paul's vo voice is going to hold up to a uh, a tour. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to go and see him again, but oh yeah, I I, I suspect it might be one or two one-off gigs, but uh, no no big tour. Well, we don't have a full eyesight of what the Glastonbury headliners are next year. He was supposed to headline mm. in 2020, and that got postponed. We know that Billie Eilish is one headliner for 2022 if the festival goes ahead, and I think it yeah. probably will. Um, whether he will honour that commitment, we don't know. There was rumours last weekend of a secret Paul McCartney gig in Liverpool. But I have not found any more uh, evidence of that. I don't know whether that okay. was just a bit of uh, nonsense. Um, so let's watch this space. So Paul has had a busy year. Let's put a big tick beside Paul. Um, yeah, uh, and are then, you scoring him out of 10? You've scored Oh, yeah. Out of probably 10. score. I think Paul out of 10 has to get him. Well, nine, nine. I think nine for yeah. nine is fair enough. Um, John Lennon. Uh, the big thing was the Plastic Owner Band reissue, which we knew was coming. We yes. knew last year that this was coming. Happy with it? Yes, very happy with that. Thought it was very yeah. good. Um, yeah, I thought so you know, too. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Plastic Owner Band, the album. I think it's uh, an album, I think someone said, uh, was it Eddie Robson said, it's an album I admire rather than love. I think it's an album to be admired. It's got individual tracks that are great. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was a revelation. And of course, we got Yoko, so yeah, we got loads of great Yoko stuff in that box set, which is fantastic. And uh, our our one to date YouTube unboxing video is that box set. But I yeah. do find, but it was good. It was a good one. It was, it a, was good, a great it was one. A good, it was I a made great it count. You made it count. <laughs> if you'd like more unboxing videos, like and subscribe. Let us know in the comments below. But um, I do like the form factor of these boxes. And you're, you're a great man for a, 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 a row of neat boxes on a shelf. A row of neat boxes. I, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, it's uh, um, if, you know, it's kind of been confirmed by Sean Lennon that we're going to get this for every album at intervals over the next few years. I, I, I'm waiting for the day when they put out a 12 inch box and it's going to destroy your uh, <laughs> equilibrium. Yeah. No, I think I think we're three boxes in and it looks great. And um, so we have vague confirmation that more stuff will be coming. The only other big item was that the Imagine movie, the 1972 one, got a bit mm. of a remastering and a reissuing and, and all the rest. Because Imagine turned 50 
uh, in September, but we already had the Imagine box out. I don't think there was yeah, anybody else really cared. The movie sort of passed me by, I have to say. Um, yeah, they just sort of did a like a live streaming kind of Twitter event thing for it. I think I think the issue with that is that so much of that footage has been mm. used and reused and re yes. repurposed and um, that you're watching something and you suddenly think, oh, I've seen that in the video for such and such a thing, or I've seen that in the documentary, or I saw that on classic albums. And um, it, it, it's it's a little difficult to kind of keep everything in context. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of it for John Lennon. A thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly recommended Pastagona Band box set. Uh, marks out of 10? For the year? Yeah. Um, what? I think seven? 10 out of 10 for the box, but it's really 10 out of 10 6 out box. of 10. Maybe 6 out of 10 for, for the year. And then uh, finally, we get to George Harrison. Yes. Now, this is our third annual review because we've been doing Nothing Is Real since uh, the late 80s. And uh, the thing that has happened, I think we said at the end of the first one was, hey, it's the 50th anniversary of All Things Must Pass next year. We might get a box set. Uh-uh. Last year, we'd been told right at the end of the year, oh, yeah, there's a box set coming. And we got mm. the, obviously, it was run of the mill they put out first, I think, as a, as a, as a teaser track. Or no, they put out All Things Must Pass itself as a, as a, as a teaser track. And uh, finally, eventually, we got the box set in August. We're now four months down the line. Stephen, what do you think of the All Things Must Pass box set? I still like the box set. I like all of the extras. I think the demos are fantastic i think to hear those cleaned up uh and presented in in a sort of pristine sound quality is worth the price of admission um i am interested in the sessions there's a couple of great tracks the version of hear me lord uh, for example where they're working that up is just spectacular yeah i still am not convinced by the remix okay i think the remix when it works, it's great, and when it doesn't, it really detracts from 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 the experience of listening to the album. Yeah, when when I first listened to the remix, I I kind of yeah I did, I I did distracting is the word. I was just like, oh, hmm, I'm not sure. Um, just as a side point, uh, you know, this month is the 50th anniversary of David Bowie's Hunky Dory, and they've put out this mm. remix of um, Changes. I don't know if you've heard it. I did. It, it is it is it is it is so bad it yeah. is so i find disorientating and unpleasant and miserable that it's just it's just lousy uh, i wouldn't say all things must pass with that but i found that there is there's maybe a, a little inconsistency across the album that i found difficult to manage i i think that's it i think i think with the spectrum mix you know i first of all let me say i think the the influence of phil spectrum on this album is overstated you 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 have said this before and you've said it for the record and i what george what george did he sequenced it very well and he puts one of those big bombastic phil Spector tracks on each of the four sides and i think but there is there is a consistent sound or feel to it yeah the whole album and i think exactly what you're saying um the remix removes that consistency um, where things should be sharp and crisp. So, for example, the, the rhythm guitars on My Sweet Lord, when that starts on the remix, you kind of think, oh, is the volume down or is the bass too mm-hmm. high or it's, it's a little subdued or something where, it's a, where that kind of choppy uh, massed acoustic guitars come out. That's, that's a hallmark of what that song is about. So I, I'm just not convinced still. Um, well, I, 
Yeah, I did. I did go back to it last week, just kind of in preparation. I was kind of listening to it casually while doing other stuff. And I have to admit, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did during the summer. So maybe mm. it just needs a bit more um, time. I still think we could have gotten a little bit more than just, you know, one CD of sessions, you know, but we got gnomes, you know, we got bookmarks, we got. Well, you did. You went you box. went the whole hog. You no, still no regrets. No, go go Uber or go home. That's my. Uh... <laughs> yeah. OK, fair enough. I don't blame you. Um, the there was a couple of kind of lyric videos and cartoony videos that came out of the summer for some of the preview tracks like Cosmic Empire and all the rest. But uh, this month, we've just gotten a video for My Sweet Lord, a brand new video um, for the track My Sweet Lord, which, you know, was something we were all expecting to happen. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the brand new video for My Sweet Lord? This has divided the world. This it has, has divided this is, the world. It's absolutely divided the world. For Well, one, could I say, apart from one or two people, I, yes. don't, know, I don't know anybody in this video, you know, okay. not being a fan of S&M. S-S-S-N-L. It's called S-N-L. Oh, sorry, S-N-L. Not being a fan of S-N-L. Not being a fan of S-N-L. I don't really know all of these people. You know, I know, you know, somebody very famous actress pops up or, you know, that drummer that used to be in the Beatles or the guy from the Eagles. They pop up. That's fine. And I have to say, the first time I watched it, I thought, what 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 is going on here? But I thought it was... I thought it was an interesting enough video. And then I watched it a second time and I thought, yeah, this is actually, this is quite interesting. This is quite funny. Yeah, um, yeah. This is, you know, George has history of doing comic, you know, Cracker Box Palace. And, and, and I was really not prepared for the backlash um, uh, across, you know, yeah. all social media that this is a terrible thing. This is a travesty. What's Danny thinking about, you, you know, he should bury this somewhere I in the totally garden. I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I loved it. And I loved it um, for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, it would have been easy to hand off a video for My Sweet Lord and it's all done in kind of Indian dioramas yeah. and swamis and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's really kind of the obvious thing to do. But as you said, uh, I am a bit of a comedy nerd and I do like SNL and all that kind of West Coast comedy stuff. So I was quite happy to see Tim and Eric and Garfunkel and Oates. And I'm a big Fred Armisen fan and Vanessa Bayer and all those guys. It's got Finally, it's got Weird Al and Jeff Lynne in the one video. I mean, it was made for me. It was made for you. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> so, wasn't so going like, to mention Weird Al, but, uh, you know. So so I liked I liked all those kind of things. And as you say, George loves comedians. Comedians were like his favorite people. And, you know, Eric Idle was involved in his videos and Neil Innes was involved in his videos. Um, and, you know, I, I, I believe that. Uh, Danny Harrison is based a lot of time in LA. So yeah. I'm a, you know, when we think of the, the the concert, the George Fest gig that he did, it's kind of the same type of vibe or pool of people. So uh, I I think it's 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 got that Harrison DNA in it, modern day twist. And yeah, when you watch it the first time, you are wondering where it's gonna go because it, it, it isn't what you expect. You know, the little cartoony videos for All Things Must Pass and for Cosmic Empire, that's yeah. kind of what you expected. But the story is that, you know, if you haven't seen it, folks, maybe we should explain. There's a brand new video out for all, for, for My Sweet Lord and it has a lot of American comedians in it. And it stars Fred Armisen with Vanessa Bayer and he's uh, they're basically looking for something and they go into a cinema looking for it and Ringo Starr is there and George Walsh, Walsh, Joe Walsh is there. Um, but on the cinema screen is footage of George Harrison. and But they keep looking for this thing and the moral of the video is 
you know, you're, you think you're on a quest to find something and it's right in front of your face the whole time. That's the moral that I get out of I think so. And then they get back in the car and kind of, you know, they've given up looking. Yeah. Turn on the radio and they find what they're looking for. You, you know, see? That's the thing. So you stop looking. It's a kind of zen. It's quite a zen thing. Um, and at one point, is it Darren Chris is in the video? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's helping them look. And then he looks up at the screen and then he kind of sits down and starts watching. And there's a big kind of grin on his face with like, yeah, yeah, I kind of find what, what's here. So, yeah, I, I, I thought it worked. I thought it was very funny. I'll watch it again. Yeah. Haters going to hate, you know? Yeah, <laughs> people, just, people just can't handle, you know, all the, the truth, things that man. Cool, cool people can't like. handle the truth, man. <laughs> so George Harrison's 2021 marks out of 10. Well, I, I, you know, I've got a, I've got, I'm, I'm looking at the. You're biased, big, are you? I'm not biased, of course not. I'm looking at the big wooden box sitting in the corner invested. of my room. You're invested. I'm invested, literally, yeah. quite literally, I'm invested. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, you know, I was gonna say no. I'm gonna say eight point five because Paul was has a higher strike rate, but uh, okay, yeah. 8.5. Okay, and the album did very well. Top 10 in the UK did all right. Uh, all things must pass. End of part one. Intermission. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. End of intermission, part two. Which brings us on cumulatively to the group of the Beatles and what the Beatles 2021 uh, was all about. I can't recall anything significant happening. Nope, Can very you? Quiet, very, very quiet. Very, very quiet. Very quiet. No, Disappointingly no. so. <laughs> well, speaking of disappointments, let's talk about the Let It Be box. The disappointment <laughs> the, box, box. The disappointment box. 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 Yeah. <laughs> now, we have discussed these things already. We've discussed the Let It Be box and the Get Back film and all the rest. So we'll try not to uh, over-egg the pudding, so to speak. But the Let It Be box was the big musical reissue. And... There is no limit to the depth of my disappointment uh, with, with this uh, with this box set. Genuinely, I genuinely, I can barely bring myself to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it's sitting on a shelf behind a very nice Lauren Nero uh, 
box set um, oh, yeah. so, so that I don't even have to look at it. Because it's N- so... I call her Laura Nairo. I thought it was Nairo. Did yeah, you say it is, Nero? It is. I don't know why I said Laura Nero. Uh, Laura Nairo. Yeah. <laughs> potato, um, potato? Potato, potato. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually can't even have it in my sight. You know, it's the... <laughs> my uh, God. Yeah, it, it is. It is disappointing. It is what it is. It's the let it be box. Whatever. It's the disappointment box. It is the disappointment box, you know. I, I, I think that the core of it, which is the Let It Be album itself, I don't think it's, I think that's a great remix. I don't think it's ever sounded better. I really like what Giles and co have done. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I think it, I think it sounds great. And if I had to do it all over again, I'd just buy the two disc uh, version because I think it does sound really good. Um, it's just everything that comes with it is such a letdown. Now, what's been interesting is to see how, you know, the, the Let It Be box and the advertising and the release of that came before the Get Back movie. Yeah. Uh, and obviously these are two parts or two sides of the, the, the same coin. It's been interesting to see how they are actually really totally separate projects. But, uh, you know, the, the Let It Be album has been going up the charts, you know, for the last yeah. couple of weeks because of the, uh, because of the, the, the Let It Be or because, or pardon me, because of the Get Back documentary. So it's curious that people are seeing this documentary and then deciding, oh, we better go buy the album and buying that album and putting it back up the charts. It's, it, it, is, it is odd. You know, they're separate, but they're kind of running in parallel. And I think that's part of the problem is, is, yeah. is how the one informs the other, forms the content yeah. of the other. Well, the documentary, and we'll, we'll come on to the details of the documentary in a sec, but the, what we do know musically is that the Let It Be box set was kind of a bit of a disappointment. Two months later, we get the Get Back film, and you realize that there is an insane amount of music that has been demixed, remixed, yeah. dehissed, put together. You know, the, the, the end of part one of Get Back ends within the Palace of the King of the Birds, beautiful mixed version of it. And, uh, you know, there's other stuff that appears throughout. And you think, well, that music, you know, heaven forbid, you'd rip that from a Blu-ray release, but yeah. there is mixed versions of this, these songs that, that, that are totally edifying and, and, and ready to listen to. So it, it's, it's amazing that the Get Back movie crew weren't talking to the Let It Be box set music crew. That, and that was, seems to be by design in some ways, that the Beatles were just like, you go off and do your movie and, and Apple Beatles, we're just going to put out this box set. We know what we're doing. It's... it's... Yes, I mean, I think disappointing as the Let It Be box was when it was released, it becomes more disappointing with every passing day. So <laughs> every, every, as I watched the Get Back documentary, I just was appalled at how much was there that could have gone on the box. And, you know, these, these, are, these are songs that I have heard. One of the very first bootlegs I ever bought back in sort of 78 or 79 for a ridiculous price. It was like 50 quid or something back then was Sweet Apple Tracks. And you got all of these versions um, yeah. that, that, but with, with uh, road crew talking over them and, and cameras beeping and dialogue over the top. And now they're, they're all available in pristine versions, uh, but not available as a standalone audio yet. It's, yes, yeah. Well, enterprising people are, are, are going to be able to get it. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's frustrating. Um, the Get Back movie tie-in book 
I don't have that yet. I'm expecting to get it when I open my Christmas Day presents after finishing recording this on Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, I'll not, I'll not, I'll not spoil it for you. Okay. Um, but I think you'll, you know, I think you'll enjoy that book. Uh, Good. John, it, it, it's essentially dialogue. Uh, yeah. John Harris uh, w- w- was involved in that. Um, did I think he's done a very good job. I think the, the photographs are excellent, but I think the dialogue is actually quite revealing. And of course, they, they tease this out uh, ahead of the documentary. So yeah. you, you, you've got a sense of what was coming, but really no major spoilers in the book. But I think I think you I think you'll like the book when you're, you know, sitting there with your cheese and port this evening. Uh, you, you'll be able to flick through that. And I think I think it's a great coffee table book. I, 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 yeah, I, I purposely avoided the book because I wanted to kind of see the movie first. And, um, uh, you know, I guess we need to talk about the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, we've already done our Get Back uh, special edition, and we were lucky enough to see it in advance. And what I think I uh, would say is that because we saw it in advance, I watched it and thought, is it me or is this just incredible? And I was curious in the gap between seeing it and it actually coming out to see whether, you know, is it just me because I'm a Beatles fan or is it going to have a massive effect? And it seemed to really have a massive effect. Yes, yes. I mean, there was a lot of talk. I had exactly the same reaction. I thought, well, you know, are are people going to buy into this who aren't hardcore fans? And, uh, it 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 does seem to have you know the, the the social media was suddenly you know awash with people saying I sat down to watch this with my partner who hates the Beatles or doesn't know anything about the Beatles and we're completely hooked by this and, yeah. and he or she is completely hooked by this and you know an example of that is my sister watched it with with her husband neither of whom are particular Beatles fans but they both just plied all the way through the eight hours of it and were, were completely gripped by it. And I was getting nightly WhatsApp messages saying, you know, who is so-and-so or what does this mean or who is that? So even without knowing the story and knowing the background, because I think it's the point that you touched on, this is effectively um, reality TV. Mm. And this is as much about the relationships and friendships and there are universal themes in there that play out. It's, like, it's a drama. And yeah. I don't know if you saw the piece that um, Dan Revelato wrote uh, and, and posted recently, um, uh, just about a week ago on, on it. If you can find it online, I mean, I, I put it up into the Facebook group and he emphasizes this. It's about the personal relationships um, mm. be- between the members of the band. And anybody, you, you can enjoy that without uh, um, knowing the backstory. Yeah, I've I've seen other takes that say, you know, you could watch this as a business management video, you could yeah. watch it as a, you know, family therapy video, there's a lot going on. But, you know, obviously, you know, I live on Beatles Twitter, and it was lovely to see lots of people really enjoying it. But it's been really edifying to see people who would never, you know, this might be their first exposure yeah. to any kind of significant Beatles stuff. And I, I would say that, uh, you know, it is still early days, it's still only a few weeks since it came out, this is going to have a very long after effect. I don't think, I mean, you know, there's been an awful lot of Beatle podcasts about this. Apparently there's other Beatle podcasts, but there's been lots of podcasting about this in the last few weeks. And I think we actually kind of need to take a deep breath because in a year's time or two years time or three years time, 
actually that's when get back we'll have a bit more of an oversight about what it means I, like it is a game changer and i don't think of anything more significant in my lifetime apart from the anthology that has yeah. kind of tilted the beatles axis quite as much as this i think that's right and and anthology was incredibly curated in a way yeah. that this wasn't i'm not saying there weren't editorial decisions and that there, there there there's a story being told and peter jackson is a great uh you know storyteller as a director but i i, I think it was as unfiltered as we are going to get, probably, um, certainly in our lifetime, well, my lifetime. Um, uh, but, <laughs> Who has the most uh, lifetime left, I wonder? Uh, no, yeah. I shouldn't ask that. <laughs> but um, I think you're right. I think I, I would want to have at least kind of, you know, three, four months, watch it again, decide, yep. not rush to judgment. Uh, you know, we, 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 we tried to do that in the episode that we... Did. So I think it does need time to kind of bed in and to process what you're what you're actually seeing and how it uh, uh, impacts the narrative. Was it um, Chairman Mao in the 60s was asked, what did he think the effect of the French Revolution was? And he said, it's too early to tell. So I think <laughs> that's uh, exactly it. I, I think it's exactly that. So. I, I think it is too early to tell. I, th I think it is a game changer. It it. Uh, it, it will have a long after effect. It, it certainly, I even said on Twitter, you know, I went listening to the Let It Be album a few weeks afterwards and I said something on Twitter like, this changes my perception of the album because I'm thinking of happier things related to it. And did you know, Stephen, that tweet got retweeted by the official Beatles Twitter account. I don't like to brag about it. You've never mentioned and that. Not once no, in, no, in, the, in a week or so since that happened. Maybe maybe just two or three times a day. Uh, highlight highlight of my year. And I apologize that it wasn't uh, the Nothing Is Real account that got tweeted. If I, I had one job, you had one job nothing is real, in front of the, the in front of the Apple organization, and you got yourself <laughs> there instead. This is your, I'm this is so the, sorry the launch pad for your solo career. I know where I, this is going. I think yeah, see around the clubs. I think yeah, I think get back is sensational. I think it needs time, it needs a bit of distance because it's quite overwhelming, and there's a lot of great music in it that uh, you know we can parse out over time. Uh, let's all watch it day by day in January. That's, I think the, that's the real treat to do. Let's all do that, folks, and get on Twitter and talk about it. Um, so get back. I, I think there's been a lot of people asking us questions about get back on sock med oh. social media. We will come back to get back in the future, but it needs more time and space and thought and all the rest. And you know uh, what does it what does it all mean? Um, before we uh, before we kind of wrap up. Uh, some of this stuff, but 2022, what do we have to look forward to? Ringo's going to tour. We've talked about whether we think Paul might tour or not. Yeah. Um, we might get a sometime in New York City box. Um, might we get another Paul box? Yes, this is the thing. This is a question that came in. What, you, you, you know, uh, what, what is the next um, Maca box? Well, if it's not London Town and Back to the Egg, I'll be very disappointed or even press to play. I want all three of those. Obviously, yeah. nicely spaced out. And I want them to come in at around £100 each. I don't want £300 <laughs> boxes. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, there, there was a, the, one, of the, one of the people that posed the question was, do we think that the market for the archive series has effectively run out of road? You know, boxes at that price? Well, I was in a local record shop uh, at the weekend and uh, I, I saw five of the Bowie boxes sitting there at £338 sterling, and there didn't seem to be a queue. I, um, I, I, I have bought the other Bowie boxes. Um, 
The last one I picked up for about 150 quid and it's now sitting, the newest one is sitting in my local record store for 400 euros. Yep. And uh, I ain't going near that. Um, you know, I, I always liked the the book form of the early Maca boxes, you know, yeah. gorgeous book, bunch of discs, 60 quid. Uh, there's, there's no argument with, with something like that, you know. Yeah, I want, uh, we've said before, London Town, Back to the Egg, let's wrap it up. That gives us a clean run of albums up until Broad Street. And we can skip you know, Broad the Street. Imperial phase. No, I, I don't want to split Broad, broad Street. Yeah, I know no, we skip Broad there's, Street there's, straight there's, to press to play. There is a huge Nothing Is Real contingent who want Broad Street, Broad Street. Let's let's do that sometime eventually. I don't know. Um, are we going to get George stuff next year? Um, I, I Well, we're, there's Bangladesh, I suppose. Mm. We've been told, but we've kind of heard hints that there's a Bangladesh there's lots of, box. There's lots of hints. Well, you, you know, they must have the full performances uh mm. afternoon and evening and we know there is rehearsal footage because we've yeah. seen some of the rehearsal footage uh so that must have been filmed you know the dress rehearsals and things so th- i suspect there is a lot there um the next studio album wouldn't be due until uh 2023 um for living in the material world and i think that's an album that i think would benefit hugely from a tasteful remaster and slight tweaking remix uh you know in the same way that let it let it uh let, let, it, be it, has. let it be has yeah i i yeah i i actually had material world on i was just playing some tracks from it earlier this week and yeah a, a little bit of a little bit of clarity to it would be fine and not 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 a big overhaul but you could give it a bit of punch and a little bit of a, a material worth a bit of punch would be a lovely lovely thing to listen to you know yeah i, um, I think so i think so and so for twenty for twenty twenty two in the Beatle universe, are we going to get anything? I, I have my own theory. Okay, what's your theory? You're a man with a theory. I think my own theory is that there's going to be a fallow year in the Beatles. That we're not going to get an album box set. That we're not going to get anything. What we will get is we'll get the second coming of Get Back. Mm. So I, I think we will see some kind of physical release of the Get Back film, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see that. So you know, probably by the, the length of time, it'll be like a triple Blu-ray type thing. I mean, Beatle fans love their physical product. I think they're leaving money on the table if they don't put out a get back box set. You know, you can't do any kind of searchable stuff on, on your streamers, a Blu-ray where you can dial up an individual day, date, song, all the rest. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think they have gotten an extraordinary amount of exposure from people who wouldn't normally watch the Beatles or be involved with the Beatles and a physical product, the fans will buy it. People will buy it as a present for somebody who was talking about it once, even, you know, it'll just, yeah. it'll just give it a bit more legs. Whether or not that will have any extras on it. I think Peter Jackman has said in interviews, there's a couple of extra performances knocking around. I think, yes. I mean, he, he said, you know, one after 909. So we know that there are things that he has that, that, that he took a decision to keep out just for, for a kind of narrative point of view. So I, I think, mm. you know, we'll probably get some extras. I don't think we're going to get a 22 disc, um, 57 R uh, director's yeah. cut, but um, I do think there will be some, some additional stuff. Um, I think it's ironic that, you know, for all the work that Apple has put in, since, you know, Sgt. Pepper, The White Album, Abbey Road, and, and that very careful kind of building of publicity and curating the legacy, that it's the project that they weren't directly involved in. in, in, in terms oh, there's of a lesson there, the isn't there? I think there is a lesson there. Um, yeah, you know, 100%. They, 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 uh, and I know I'm just circling back around to saying they really, they let themselves down. Yeah, 
with with, with the letter the box, B box. But the it is it's kind of you know, and I know they kind of commissioned Jackson to do this, but I think they just yeah they they miscalculated. They didn't read the room. I think uh, there. Well, the, the, I I don't think there will be any audio with any physical get back movie release. I think that's I from what it, it seems that Apple the music releasing arm and the get back movie people there is no connection i don't think we're going to get a rooftop gig I, on cd i i was very hopeful that we would when i saw that you know in inverted commas missing mm. fifth disc but i i i i'm come around to that view yeah that I, I i think we're probably never going to see that in our lifetime are we are we going to see let it be the original let it be film yeah i i think it's very i i think it's just really disappointing again that that film is at risk of being airbrushed out of history. Um, you know, one of the casualties, uh, not through any fault of Peter Jackson's, but one of the casualties of this has been Michael Lindsay Hogg. You know, generally speaking, people are saying very negative things about the way he comes across in the Get Back movie. Uh, and his original cut uh, has been so wildly superseded that that it's mm. at risk of just disappearing. Um, so well, I, I I don't know well, whether think, there's any appetite in Apple to release the original. But I think I think I think it is the time to put it out as the fourth disc in a get back movie box set because people have it has generated so good vibes. The lesson has been learned. This is January '69. It wasn't as bad as we said. You, we can all look at Let It Be now. Let It Be done. Oh, yeah. They they edited that crazy. That doesn't matter. Get back is now the default text. I would yeah. say. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, maybe 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 Let It Be is the. Uh is the bonus material. That could be. Uh, so out of 10, the Beatles for 2021? I think 10. I think 10 out of 10, even though the letter B box is a disappointment, yeah. but get back to actually have the band back in the public eye, back in front of people who wouldn't normally listen to the Beatles, to have them setting the agenda, to have them in the zeitgeist. That's exciting. That's fun. And let it be, the the, the box did get to number two. So what do I'm, I know? I'm, I'm, well, I think of it as a number two. I do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm giving it 10 out of 10 for Get Back. And I think I'm giving the disappointment box one and a half out of 10. Okay. Uh, normally, at this point, we ask, I've asked you before, what was your favorite non-Beatles related music or gig, if, you, if there were any gigs of 2021? There have been no gigs. I've not, okay. been, not been at a single gig since the uh, Peter Green tribute gig in whenever that was, last oh decade. God. Yeah, March um, 2020, yeah. Uh, what, what's my favourite album of 2021 that is not related to the Beatles? Well, that would be uh, Chemtrails Over the Country Club by Lana Del Rey. Really? I did not, I did not know that you were, um, you were a Lana Del Rey uh, fan. There you go. My gosh, you we say, need to talk I, I about things that just, aren't Beatles more. <laughs> we think yeah, we do, we do, we do, we do. Um, uh, yeah, that that that's. I mean, I, you're you're saying new music, you know, new music. I mean, I've got well, lots yeah, of, I guess new music, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, that's uh, that that that's um, Lauren. The Lauren okay. Iroh box was very good. I, I the, the, if you're a fan, that that's just I had forgotten just. Um, how good those first lot of albums are, and they are spectacularly remastered. But in terms of new music, I, I think the Lana Del Rey album is uh, very good. Okay, that's fair. Uh, what about I you? I suppose uh, it's all Olivia Rodriguez oh. and Olivia Rodriguez, Swift, and Taylor Swift is fine as well. Do a Lipa, do a Lipa, do a Lingo. 
<laughs> all that stuff. I uh, uh, the, the albums that I really enjoyed, and they're from the early part of the year, was Weezer put out two albums that I mm. that, that they were kind of yin and yang albums. And the first one, OK Human, is this kind of Harry Nielsen orchestral jaunty pop, which I thought was very funny and charming. And then they put out a second album that was a holdout from holdback from last year called Van Weezer, which is kind of a metal pop album with kind of shades of Fountains of Wayne. And I think taken together, I really enjoyed both of those. I certainly listened to them a lot. And in terms of reissues, um, I, I've really, of, of course, King Crimson, if anything, these annual editions chart my obsession of evolving into King Crimson, where I'm now yeah. buying 21 CD box sets and waiting for Robert Fripp's 2022 reissue of Exposures with 28 CDs. You, you, but, and you've, you've never heard Exposure. <laughs> I've Isn't heard right? Exposure, but I'm not really into, I've heard Exposure itself, but the League of Gentlemen stuff and the Fripper Chronic stuff, I, I don't really have any of that. That's, that's, where I came, that's where I came in, you see. That's where I came in. <laughs> Uh, but I want to give a thumbs up to Bob Mould, who put out a load of uh, reissued a lot of stuff the end of 2019 or 2020 and into this year. And uh, uh, I have a box of his early solo albums and Sugar albums, which were albums I loved at the time. But that's been a fantastic thing to 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 listen to. So and gig wise, I only managed three gigs once things opened up and now things are kind of closing down again. So uh, Richard Thompson was probably my favorite gig of the year. But I only saw Richard Thompson. Something happens on the stunning. And two of those bands are very Irish bands, you know, light a big fountainhead. Light a big fountainhead. Um, what was your favourite thing, Edo? Hey, everybody, look who's it's joining us Edo. now on the podcast. It's the annual uh, appearance, although he did sneak into the Get Back episode, um, is uh, producer, uh, my cousin, Adrian. Hello, Edo. Happy Christmas. It's Christmas Day. I was just saying to Stephen that we're in our house by the fire. You don't look very, yes. you're not very fast of Edo. Well, I know, but happy Christmas to you too, too as well. And it is canon that we all live together in our... Uh, <laughs> In our, you, I don't, I can't remember if it was head to toe in the, in the double bed and one single bed. I can't remember. I must listen back to that. I, 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 how could I forget? I, I, I'm sorry. As long as the butts are all in the line. Anyway, yes, that's yes. the main thing. Sorry, yes. I should have um, said that. Uh, sorry, I, well, I was. Giddy. I was. I had the glass against the door. listening in there. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, my favorite things of the year. Um, well, for album wise. There was some really good stuff from uh, what you call it, which was very good. War on Drugs, their new album is pretty good. Oh yeah, uh, I really like That's that. I don't hear any more. Um, uh, the Killers, just like uh, Weezer, had a succession of albums coming out all over the place. Not bad, pretty good stuff as well. I like the Weezer stuff too. Um, Title of the Creator, a good album. Uh, play, uh, what's, uh, Playboy Carty, no relation, but. I think we all know who the real Playboy I, I is here. Are you are you annoyed like annoyed with the name Playboy Carty? I know I am. I I am I am. I've been I've been called that for years, and I never made a penny off it. I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> yeah. but that, that was yeah. Even though that was a good album, um, Robert Plant and Alton Krauss's album is pretty good. Um, but I think mm. the best album for me was a kind of a reissue remaster, which was uh, Heartworm by Whipping Boy, which I thought was really good. Um, the vinyl oh, yeah. version of that is fantastic. It's a uh, you know B sides and rarities and that kind of stuff. It was a remastered album by somebody. Well, Dublin Vinyl, or you can buy it direct from Dublin Vinyl. Um, but you know, very they should. It, it, it was it was Pete Fafidis, the journalist Pete Fafidis runs a boutique label called Needle Mythology, and he put out um, Whipping Boys Heartworm and got an awful lot of kudos for reintroducing people to this. It's an Irish album from the nineties that kind of has slipped under the radar. 
and uh, so he, he's 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 working on a reissue of the Neil and Tim Finn album Finn, which is something I'm looking on. That's been put on hold because of the pandemic, which right. is something I want to get hold of next year. But yeah, he's 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 done all of that. I was following his his Twitter feed because because of Brexit, he can't get whipping boy albums from Britain into Ireland in time for Christmas. I've bought three of them already. Um, they didn't but, materialize in time for today, Christmas Day. That's no, it isn't. But I do think the, like, because we, you, uh, Jason and I, we have lives, um, you know, we do stuff, Stephen, you know, just, you, know but <laughs> stuff, anyway. you do stuff without me. I, I know. Stuff without me. But uh, we don't I, like to brag. We don't like to brag, but there is a lot of great Irish artists this year come out of, you know, because we talk about the, the, the Beatles quite a lot. Um, but there's some great Irish mm. bands as well. Um, Villagers had new album, Techno Work had new album. And, um, you know, so a lot of girls are Inhaler, uh, which are pretty good too. Um, Denise so. Chyla. Yes, Denise Chyla is great. Yeah, so it's a really good. Denise Chyla other... is fantastic. And yeah, uh, so of course, for... you know, that excellent uh, uh, Van Morrison latest record project, Volume One. That, that, that. Oh, uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> it has, why, why are you on Facebook? That is an actual song title from Van Morrison's. You know, I think his next album is going to be called Will This Do? And the one after that is That's the Contract Over With. Yeah, I think that, that's what the, what's coming down the track. He has form. He has form. Yeah, not, uh, not great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there was, there's some good, um, some good albums this year. Um, some good stuff. Got Idols have a good album out this year as well. Kind of different from the previous ones. And now Adrian, you're year. listening to too many albums. You're, you're putting us to, to shame. Like, you know. And it's from this century as well. I'm really putting you to shame. I, 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 don't, I don't like this at all. I don't like where this is going. Yeah, we had this exchange on Twitter <laughs> just because I, I mentioned The Inhalers. The Inhalers, yeah. <laughs> yeah very good. Yeah, um, number speaking, one album, Inhaler. Speaking of uh, exchanges online, uh, we did ask the good people of Twitter land and Facebook Etonian uh, to get in touch with our regular roundup of questions. Um, now, you know, there's some, some good ones. Some good ones here. Um, uh, now, I think uh, Paul is not dead. But I'm, I'm just going to get that out of the way. I'll answer that question. Paul's not dead, so please stop asking. Is Paul dead? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think he is. Um, but I'll get my Tombola machine out here, and uh, I will pick questions at random from the Tombola, um, and you can take them it at is. leisure, gentlemen. Um, so I will go to the Twitter Tombola first. Uh, and the I think you may you kind of just talk about this really so Phil Kinderman do you think there would be a get back box set in 2022 I think you just kind of covered that anyway so we did just cover that yeah, yeah. yeah. To, uh, I think there that. will be something up Blu-ray okay mm. um, so Fanboy asks what's the best Beatles show this year McCartney 321 or Peter Jackson's get back doc Peter Jackson's get back doc I, I, I think yeah, yeah. It's, it, it get back as one for the ages on any other year three two one would have been an amusing diversion but it's kind of been overshadowed i think it's a good thing for newbies to go back and watch if they want for people who haven't seen the beatles before but get back by country mile obviously yeah yeah three two one didn't doesn't do it for me to be honest with you didn't do it for me mm. um even though there's a, there was a good uh, there's a good documentary out there about neil diamond who did you know he did a similar kind of thing in 2006 7 or something like that where he worked with um, your man, but his name's Kate Rick Rubin. Um, it's a good document about that, you know, when he, um, you know, kind of relaunched his career. That I'm, kind of stuff. I, I'm, I'm guessing Rick Rubin put on trousers for Neil Diamond. He probably <laughs> did. Yeah. And, and funny, there were, you know, do you see that documentary, the Beatles, the, Be- the Beatles, the Beastie Boys uh, documentary on Apple? 
the kind of live show. No, thing. actually, I would like to. I would yeah, like Rick Rubin has mentioned that quite a lot, and uh, it's um, it's good. It's good. It's very long, but it's quite good though. Anyway, back to this. John Parkin asks, which album would you like to see given the deluxe box set treatment next? Group or solo? Ah. Uh, hi, John, friend of the show. Um, well, we kind of have touched upon this. We uh, actually, you know, I uh, think a Material World box set would be great. You know, no, no problem with that or something to do with George's 74. I mean, George's stuff, uh, the Dark Horse, the pre-Dark Horse George stuff, there's loads of stuff in the vaults that had, and a bit of a remix and a polish and some live stuff and all the rest would be brilliant. Yeah, I I, I, I think uh, Living in the Material World, that's probably uh, the solo one. I would like to see uh, get the box set treatment and uh, uh, Beatles, I think I would like to hear the demixed Star Club tips. I think that's Probably we said maybe there's going to be a fallow year, you know, not much coming out from officially from Apple this year or next year. But um, I think the Star Clubs, that would be nice to have that uh, given that treatment. Okay. Um, Stephen Hope again on Twitter asks, which Beatles albums have the best guitar tones? It's a bit in the weeds, all right. (laughs) Well, I, I, I think it's hard to get past abbey road just because of the leap forward in um the kind of recording technology so for me that would be that would be the guitar album it is a very guitar album it's a very you know we've said this before abbey road kind of has that 70s solid state recording studio sound you know so you can kind of you know sounds of abbey road are kind of closer to something like rumors than you know the white album even though sounds closer to the 60s stuff i i personally in terms of general clatter i think i'd like the white album actually to be honest um another one from twitter uh caitlin Kathleen, caitlin um a very seasonal question here why do people think that wonderful christmas time is a bad song jason doesn't think it's a bad song how long do you want me to do there's our apologies uh, I, I did a, I did, a minute I did and a half you've a got a minute a minute and a half <laughs> I've I've defended this to I've defended this to Robin Hitchcock. I think I said something about the Clive James line. It's um, you know Paul makes the unexpected seem obvious, and that's what I like about Wonderful Christmas Time. I was asked onto another podcast last year. I did a very brief thing in favor of Wonderful Christmas Time. I'll put a link up to it. Uh, the name of the podcast escapes me at the minute. It's an Irish podcast, but I think Wonderful Christmas Time is a great track. The backing track is a very unobviously Christmas tune, and it's. Yet a song that just kind of filters down into your DNA like classic McCartney. And I think it's I think it's good fun. And Harry Styles does a fantastic version of it. Harry Styles. Well, he did do a good version of uh, the Peter Gabriel song, Sledgehammer. That was pretty good. Yeah. I heard that. Harry Styles is great. And he's just finished a tour with um, Jenny Lewis. Like he chose Jenny Lewis as his support. Harry Styles. And he's a massive fan of Wings' Back to the Egg. So when, when the Back to the Egg reissue happens... Paul's line to the press, mark my words, will be, Harry Styles told me it was a good album and one of his favourites, and I had another thing, and I thought it's quite good. That's what he will say, and that's how he will say it. Is Paul getting Ringo to do the press? Or... <laughs> like he's getting like, uh, like Dana, in the room. Dana, Dana Carvey will be doing the press. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, a couple more. Lester Nidge asks, who was the greatest songwriter of the 60s? You can only choose one individual, but, not a partnership. 
Well, first of all, it's Lester Nige because he's, he's Nigel and he's from Leicester. So okay. I'm going to say, I'm not, well, not going to let Lester Nige. Nige. We, we, we call him Nige. No, hang on. We call him Nige, Nige in Dublin. Nige, Nige is no. a very Irish name. Yeah, yeah Nige, Nige is, is a Dublin name. thing, yeah. All right, all right Nige. Nige. <laughs> um, sorry, who's the best solo songwriter? Uh, hang on, let me just put that again. Who was, a, who was the greatest songwriter of the 60s? And you can only choose one individual, not a partnership. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. Can, I, can I predict? Jason's going to say... Uh, Ray Davis. I don't know. Uh, like, like, like the big solo songwriters. There's Ray. Uh, there's Pete Townsend. I suppose is, is the other one. Uh, Ray, yeah, Ray. Ray is Ray's fantastic. You know, uh, obviously due to recent events, Mike Nesmith comes to mind um, as a solo songwriter in the sixties because he kind of wrote a phenomenal run of tracks. Uh, and then there's that other that other guy that did some stuff in the sixties. That solo song. Oh yes, Bob Dylan. Some, oh, Bob Dylan. That's the uh, that's that's. Of course, of course, Bob Dylan. <sighs> I, I I think I think I would put Bob above Ray. Uh, listen, Ray Davies is 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 fantastic and amazing. I think as I get older, I sometimes find some of Ray's stuff. Um, what's the word? I don't know. Sometimes he can be a bit uncharitable. You know. Uh, as the older I get, the more I like that aspect of what he does. <laughs> I don't know if that, if that is like the word. Yeah. Bob Dylan. I'm going with Bob Dylan. Are you only saying Bob Dylan because of Jason's hair? or you Yeah, it's great uh, hair. It's great. I, I was my hair him, is 66 was, Dylan at the minute. It's <laughs> 82 <laughs> Kevin Rowland. It's very blonde on blonde, yeah. Um, mm, I, yeah, I have the light behind me. I've some questions from Facebook, which were written out by, I think, a GP. I'm not really sure. Um, but, <laughs> so number one, uh, what is the five worst Beatles songs? The five worst Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find. Well, uh, look, I, I don't know. I, look, I've already, I've, well, I've already given out a lot this year about uh, what goes on. But there was an article that came out this week from the NME where they've listed uh, every Beatles song in order of greatness. And uh, I'm just pulling it up here in the background. Their, their, their bottom five songs, their worst Beatles song ever is Wild Honey Pie, then Dig It, then You Know My Name, Look Up the Number, then Why Don't We Do It in the Road, and then Revolution 9. They're their five worst Beatles songs, and they are wrong on every single count. It's such an annoying list, they this are. list. I was, punching, I was punching my iPad. Like Wild Honey Pie has an amazing cover from Pixies, which is well worth checking out. You Know My Name, Look Up the Number, Two Fools could talk about that song for an hour. No problem. That's a great track. And uh, Revolution 9 is, uh, you know, I will defend it till my dying day. It's, uh, you know, it's pop avant-garde, you know, it's, 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 it's contributed so much. So my own personal worst, I don't know. I, 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 I don't like what goes on. I don't like, um, I don't know. They're all great, though, really, aren't they? What are, what are your worst? I scribbled down my list. In the time that it's taken you to do all that, I've got my definitive <laughs> list of, of, of Go on. Um, in no particular order, Babies in Go Black. On. I know you hate that, Jess. I hate that song. Uh, Little Child from With the Beatles. Yes. Okay, that's not a good song. Hold no. Me Tight from mm-hmm. With the Beatles. Yeah, uh, it's got energy. Go on. Yes, it is, which I know this is controversial, but I know people love that song, but I just, that's the one of the worst. Yes, it is. Terrible song. <laughs> um, and uh, still still there, still there in the number one position is Maxwell Silverhammer. 
Oh, man. You know, one of the questions that's been bouncing around recently is what song should Paul play in a concert that he hasn't played in a concert? And I think number one with a bullet is Maxwell Silverhammer, that even the greatest Maxwell Silverhammer hater, if Paul kicked off Maxwell Silverhammer and if somebody brought on an anvil and played it, would bring the house down and you would have to love it. And Maxwell's, I think, is getting a second lease of life after Get Back. People see it's a like we all love Mal Evans. It's a great song. What? What I don't like about it is the instrumentation. <laughs> I think that I think the, the the use of the synthesizer on that song is just so heavy handed. And it's that mm. aspect of it that I don't like. I, I think I think it's a fun lyric. I think it's a dark lyric. I get all of those things. I just think oh, we've talked about this before, but it's in the wrong place on the album. It's for well, yeah. first appearance. And it's just it's just you think of how the synthesizer is used elsewhere on that album notably on Here Comes the Sun. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and it's just really clunky and heavy-handed. So, Okay. Sorry. There you go. I'm not sure where the, I'm not sure where the enemy put Maxwell's on its list, but anyway, I'm quite surprised with, with it. Uh, go check it out, people. It's a crazy list. What is the best cover of a Beatles song? Uh, Alison Christ, I will. That's my go-to cover. Thank you. Oh, the best cover, oh, the best cover of a Beatles song? Uh... Yeah, who does that really heavy version of "It's All Too Much"? Uh, um, Steve Hillage. My mind. Steve Hillage. Yeah, that's wow. That's great. That's uh, this that is your mind. this is your prog. You're you're really getting into Steve <laughs> Hillage. That is the last. Oh, Steve Hillage. Yeah, it's good. Don't know, I don't know why that. Don't know. Don't know why that one's came to mind. Of course, I thought you were going to say U 2s Helter Skelter, Stephen. But obviously, you're saying that's your number two. That is a number two. What about what about what about my friends? No, that's not your receiver. No, 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 no. Changes every year. Maybe next year. Um, what is the next Paul archive set that will be released? Do you think? We think well, it's going to be on L- too, London Town and Back to the Egg. But I, I, yeah. I, I think he's going to go with uh, Broad Street. I have this uh, this horrible feeling. And then we have, I, to, I think then we we have to do see... an episode on Broad Street. And, uh... <laughs> we will see Broad Street coming out. I think everything's going to come out eventually. Yeah. That's the episode where I will yield the chair to Edo for Broad oh, Street. Oh, I know that day. I have a thing, I have a thing. I have a thing that day. Um, <laughs> the, uh, one, one question that you two were uh, sent to me on, which we're very excited about, but I, I, I don't see the validity in this. Who would you cast in a Beatles Muppet movie? That's a fantastic question. Well, well, but it's only the voices because they look like Muppets, so it's just voices more so, surely. No, no, no. This is like this is this is this is a very good question. This is from uh, David Chandler. This is this is uh, this is. Hey, this Dave. Is, hi, Dave. Big hi, friend, Dave. big hey, friend Dave. of the show. Uh, hi, Dave. This is Dave, the best. Dave, face boy, everyone. Uh, well, look, obviously, uh, Gonzo is Ringo, right? That's just a given, isn't it? Oh, well, you see that I went oh, Fuzzy Bear. Fuzzy is Ringo. Yeah, mm. you not think? Uh, okay, well, but I can well, see Gonzo. Is, is... Gonzo, the kind of hang dog. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Gonzo for Ringo. Okay, Gonzo is Ringo. That's that's uh, that's one. Okay, uh, who's next? I have my theory about who who who's, who do you think Paul is? Bozzy Bear. I think everybody's Fuzzy Bear. No, I no, think Kermit is the Kermit is the interfering busybody who's trying to get everything to happen. Or no, Sam the Eagle is the is Paul McCartney, the 
that's really yeah very sam legal no i think it's i think it's fuzzy bear this relentlessly upbeat trying to think he's funny you know hey you know come on guys we've got to pull ourselves together i think fuzzy i know bear. fuzzy bear is funny paul mccartney yeah. <laughs> okay. that's fuzzy bear because hey. it comes up the whole time no Oh, no, I think I think Fozzie's a good call. I can see what you mean. Waka Waka, he wants to entertain. He's the born entertainer. He's willing to go on at the drop of a hat. Well, one of the things I've one of the Paul videos that came out this year was there was a back behind the scenes video to that Beck Find My Way video. And once again, Paul sits down and plays the piano for everyone when nobody asks just to be nice. And it's quite funny and charming. Um, so that's uh Paul is Fozzie. So we're left with John and George. Okay. Well, so George George has got to be Floyd Pepper. From the band with the kind of you know the guitar, the mustache, the kind of hippie, you know, thing. Oh, the blue guy, yeah, with, no, who wears yeah, the with, the, with the kind of orange, uh, orange mustache and sideburn and so. Okay. Oh, Doctor Teeth. Was Doctor Teeth the Mayhem? Doctor Teeth is based on Doctor John. Yeah, but Doctor Teeth would have to be Billy Preston. Yeah. Okay. True. Fine. So that leaves John. Okay. Well, John isn't Kermit. John is. Uh... Well, see, I was thinking John is either. I, I was thinking John is either Kermit, or yeah. I was thinking uh, Sam the Eagle. It could be Sam the Eagle. We're kind of looking for someone who's. Uh... But could you not swap out uh, Animal for Ringo? Even though he's not really that kind of a drummer, but he is a drummer. Well, I think Animal has lineage to Keith Moon, so you can't really use Animal. Uh, I could see Sandy Eagle for Lennon. Who else is? This is tricky. Well, the other thing is, are we kind of going to recast the the, the other characters? So, say, Dr. Teeth as Billy Preston. Uh, maybe Sandy Eagle could be uh, George uh, Martin. George Martin. Yes, now you're talking. So he's so so we're still we're still left with a John Void. We might have to. Oh, there's a guy. The there's listeners. a guy in the Electric Mayhem. Who's not Doctor Teeth? Who looks a bit like John Lennon? Who's got the little, little the John Lennon glasses? <laughs> I think so of his name now. Zoot, Zoot, the guy. Zoot, oh, the Zoot, sax Zoot is who I'm picking off the saxophone player. Yeah, could, yeah, he's with John Lennon, isn't he? He's he kind of looks. Yeah. But yeah, you could you could pass for John Lennon in a dark alley. <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, I, think yeah, Sam, yeah. I think Sam Sam Diego. Oh, there's Scooter, who is the backstage assistant. That would have to be Mal. Yes, Scooter is now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm. Uh, we're gonna have to. We're, go, we're gonna have to put Kermit in as. Uh, and and Edo, who 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 do you think you know would play Waldorf and Statler? Uh, uh, hi, that's that's good. Hands up for us. We're we're I'm writing. Too, I'm far too young, Stephen. I'm far we're, too we're, young. We're we're writing ourselves in. Who who would be the sarcastic people sitting in the balcony making <laughs> comments about uh, the people on the stage? You know that was it's. Your your theories are a lock, and with Jason's hair the way it is at the moment, you know, very Muppet esque as well. So it'd be fun. It'd work. Um, um, any more questions here? Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to top the Beatles as Muppets. I think that's exactly the type of uh, highbrow, uh, discursive uh, topic we were looking for. I have a question. I have a question. Okay. Uh oh. How much uh, longer? Uh, <laughs> me, me, me. <clears throat> no, I have a question. Uh, well, it's more of a kind of a cure, really. So, when we first started talking about this four years ago, I think, even before we recorded anything, one of the questions mm -hmm. I had was you know, it'd be great to do an episode on is Beatles movies all across yes. the spectrum. And I said, I've got to, got to do that. I'd love to do that episode. It's fantastic. We've never done it. 
So is this no. the year that's going to happen to do a Beatles movies uh, episode? Oh, I see. You're asking us on air now. I'll do my own episode. I'll do my own episode. I don't care. Well, we did, we, 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 did, uh, we did do Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It doesn't get more yeah, Beatles. Yeah, that's than a great that. movie. And we did Ringo's movies. So, you know, we have done our movies. <laughs> we promise. We, we, we will do movies in 2022. We are starting to look at the list for 2022. And there are some suggestions coming in. The amount of people who want a Mal Evans episode episode is, is very say, exciting. We're, we're not doing your episode you want to do which is paul mccartney's shoes we're not doing the paul mccartney <laughs> shoes well did you know guys do you know many episodes we've done in 2021 how many okay we've done we've done 45 episodes this year 45 get your head around that so we've well, done of, 40... oddly enough one of my highlights for the year this year um it's uh, in in this in our in this world. In this, I was going <laughs> to say this, in this in tiny, specifically, tiny, specifically in, in this tiny room is uh, is my delight, my extraordinary delight, and my pride uh, for of for you two of what you achieved this year. Because when we were down in the podcast minds four years ago, you know, tunneling away, we we're talking about you know the longevity of podcasts and you know how to you know to stick with and to build the communities and niche is good and all that kind of stuff. We said. So coming into, you know, season five, it's the, you know, we've had the biggest kind of communities of all. We've had record numbers of downloads and interactions, and it's been amazing. And it's a credit to both you to, for the amount of work and research put into it. It's an incredible. So to see that season five, like you, where would you get it, has really exploded in the last six months, um, which is fantastic. And it's, and it's amazing that there, who knew that you could, talking 45 <laughs> hours a year about the Beatles like Horton Barney again well I think I think I well, if, we're, if we're doing the Christmas sincerity bit because it's now late on Christmas day we're all quite merry and drunk and drunk and all the rest uh, but obviously th- thanks to yourself Ado thanks for getting us uh, to see Get Back which was great fun um, uh, thank you Stephen for your judicious notes I think there was a question about how do you prepare and I think both of us prepare in rather radically different we ways do, we do <laughs> we, we do I've said it before I, I I bring the facts but you bring the fun that's, I, that's... well that's debatable as well um but it's been a remarkable year and particularly you know we've noticed the explosion globally in beetle interest in the last couple of weeks and that's kind of had a knock-on effect for us and that's been a lot of fun to to see lots of new followers lots of people getting involved and Thanks to everyone out there for listening and thanks to our ACAST Plus subscribers who are getting loads of new episodes. You should treat yourselves for Christmas, folks. If any money fell out of a Christmas card today, why not join the ACAST Plus tier? That's what it's all about, right, Ada? Yeah, well, and just on that, a very quick to say thank you to ACAST and to Hannah and her team in ACAST for being very supportive of us this year in particular. Um, you know, we couldn't do it without them either, so thanks to them. Yeah, well, I mean, the same thing. I, 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 I say the absolute highlight for me this year has been the the whole kind of in the last few weeks the get back episode and getting to see the documentary and uh that that kind of really the the number of people that downloaded that episode and and have been in touch and and uh to kind of be part of that but that was kind of basically down to yourself Ado selling that up on disney plus and uh so yeah um this is this is this is the point where we can announce where we we're just gonna not to, not do any more episodes ever again, <laughs> and uh, we've we've uh, each made a million dollars. And uh... no. <laughs> I, I I think yeah, we should thank Disney Plus because that's a good opportunity. I think I think we can enough time has passed that the the the, the kind of the realization that we 
were going to get to watch the entire show. I think we thought we were just going to get a preview. And the, the actual fact that we got to watch the entire thing beforehand was just such a, an exciting uh, kind of thrill just to kind of cram all those episodes back to back. It was just a, a, a great thing, you know. Somebody, somebody did ask the question, um, how did you watch it? How did the three of you watch it? Did you all watch it in the same room or did you watch it simultaneously or were you texting each other? We all, we all live together. I mean, we've answered this. <laughs> We do live together, yeah. So we, we all watched it on our big happy telly. Now, I ended up watching it. Uh, I, I was, uh, I, I, it, it, the real me was moving house. So I ended up watching it on an iPad <laughs> while, I, while I was essentially homeless and not minding my children. That's what I was doing. <laughs> the way Peter Jackson intended to be. That's, okay. I think, what it was meant to do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and the live show was great as well. I mean, that was really, uh, it was it was really quite a, an emotional thing because that was a gig that you went to. That was a gig. There you go. That's a gig. That's a we gig. Gigged. We gigged. Well, that's a gig. true. We did a gig. That is, yeah. that is quite and true. And that was that pretty was good. Point. I mean, the amount of uh, jocks and bras thrown was, I just can't <laughs> get my it head was, around it. it. It was embarrassing and, and people asking for photographs. <laughs> and uh, was, Yes. Uh, and we should thank Stephen and the Dublin Beatles Festival because he kind of indeed. teed that up as well because that's all part of the... The, the community, I think, I think globally, the Beatles community is a very pleasant one to hang it around. It is. In. I mean, thank, thank, thank heavens for the pandemic and that elevated us to the main stage <laughs> in the uh, Dublin Beatles uh, Festival because they couldn't get anybody else. There was, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think all that's left, guys, is just to, um, you know, this is the end of season five. I think uh, we're, we're going to go fallow for a few weeks, but we're all agreed there's going to be a season six, right? Oh my God, uh, deathly silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said before, like the nine seasons, nine seasons, and they were out. That's it, done. Not, definitely, there, there will not be a tenth season. No. You heard it here first. Uh, but yes, well, that's we right. will... I've, I've already got, I've, I think during the course of uh, 2021, the other thing I did was line up at least three possible replacements for Jason. That is um, true. That so is said, not a joke. When we, when we split inevitably over the biscuit related fallout uh, argument uh I've, I've got three just don't worry Edo. i've got three potential replacements each each, <laughs> each one each one quite frankly an improvement you know heaven, heaven, heaven forbid those three should just form their own podcast but we'll, we'll, we'll leave that to the don't to the, say to the that gods. don't well, say that good 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 idea um yeah we we will be uh, this is this is the end of season five there are 45th and final episode of the year if you haven't listened to all 45 that means you need to subscribe to acast but we will uh be uh, in the words of a great man, we're going away to dream it all up again, but we'll be back uh, probably around Patrick's Day uh, with uh, season six and it'll be full of more nonsense and we might do a movie episode Ada hey, if we have to. Jesus. Happy Christmas. Well, I tell, you, tell, tell you what, you, you, you and Ada will go and finish off, uh, off, off the mince pies and I'll get working on the notes for season six. If you wouldn't mind and just send them to the usual place, Stephen, yeah. that'd be great. I'm going to go hibernate and wake me up around the start of uh, start of uh, the spring solstice, and we'll we'll get season six on the road. Um, but yeah, watch this space. I, I guess it's time to sign off, isn't it? Yes, we sign we're off. We're, av we're available in all the usual places. www.nothingisrealpod.com is the website, and that's a portal to all our fun stuff. Uh, we'll be updating that across the new year. That was that was that was a thing that didn't exist a year ago. Um, also, Acast Plus is where we have all our bonus episodes. We've put up episodes recently on the Beatles' houses and the 1975 compilations, and there's lots of fun stuff up there. The whole parallel season 4.5 that's been going on this year is up on Acast Plus. Uh, we're on Twitter at Beatles Pod. We've the Nothing Is Real Facebook group, which 
by the way, before we go, can I just issue an apology to the Nothing Is Real Facebook group for anything I've ever said about Rubber Soul that has hurt anybody's feelings at any point in time. Uh, I really, that's my Christmas gift to you. I've learned my lesson. It's now my favourite album of all time. It's even better than... Uh, wings at the speed of sound and uh but you can discuss other such things on the nothing is real facebook group maybe i'll log into it someday uh instagram we want to thank william hinson it's been great for running our instagram all year william hinson is a great musician he's got great music uh he did a great cover this year of alan rigby but he's got his own uh, music and you should check him out on spotify or wherever you like to stream your music and uh, i might do a christmas tiktok which would be our second or third tiktok of the year you know it's all the usual stuff um but yeah it's just happy christmas everybody right Happy Christmas and Happy Christmas, uh, best wishes for 2022. 2022. We'll see you. You won't feel it. You'll hear from us again in a few weeks' time. Uh, but I'm Jason Carty. I'm Stephen Cockcroft. I'm Adrian Carty. Well, I never get to do this. What? What? I'm so excited. <laughs> Out the door. And this has been Nothing Is Real. Thanks for listening and a happy Christmas and a happy new year. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for listening to Nothing Is Real. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, why not become a member? You'll get access to ad-free content, bonus episodes, and so much more. Follow the link in the show notes, sign up on ACAST Plus, or visit our website, nothingisrealpod.com.